Hello, ladies. You are listening to the Saludable Latina Women's Health and Wellness Podcast with Lilia Gomez-Ash. The Saludable Latina podcast started with the intention to raise awareness about a variety of women's health topics, but then I quickly realized that the wellness journey is full of transitions. So I expanded my mission to include topics such as spirituality, health, and wellness. I am more focused to bring authentic conversations with real women as well as health and wellness experts for their insights for growth in the wellness journey. I hope that you find all the guests that come to the Saludable Latina community as people who are doing purposeful, intentional work. They are smart and they are passionate and they have a dynamic point of view when it comes to the wellness space. So I hope that you're able to learn something from the conversations, from the health tips, or the conversations that we have from women to women. Are you ready for the new episodes? Well then, let's get started. And sometimes life happens um, when we take a pause. If you have noticed, I took a pause from November of 2019 all the way into February of 2020 with the podcast. I didn't create any episodes because I needed to take a break to actually handle my health and be in a good place with my mind, my body, and my spirit because there was a couple of appointments that I actually needed to prepare for. And in order for me to do so, I needed to take a break on a couple of projects and the podcast was one of them. And so that's probably why you haven't seen me around sharing any new podcast episodes or recording. But nevertheless, we are getting ready to start a new season. But I guess the important message behind that is if you need to take a break, do it for your well-being. Don't get burned out. My new logo for 2020 is create from a place of harmony and not exhaustion and always putting my health on priority lists of things to do because if I don't do that, then I'm actually sacrificing my health and my time. So I need to be more uh, diligent to be able to follow up and follow through with health appointments and I'm glad that I was able to actually take a pause because I actually had to put my fertility appointment as a priority to make sure that my mind my body and my spirituality was going to be in a good place as you all know I have gone through transitions in my wellness journey and so that's also going to be a new theme for 2020 we know that wellness is full of transitions so I look forward to bringing new guests with real women and health and wellness experts. So let's get ready for the new season because I am coming in strong and in harmony and ready to co-create again. So let's go. Alright ladies, welcome back to the podcast. In this week's episode, we are going to talk about fertility and what does it mean. Precisely for this conversation, we're going to talk about fertility and the attempts of wanting to conceive a pregnancy. And so before we get started with this week's episode, I want to let you know about a lubricant 
product that can actually help women conceive if that is their goal. Also too, this product is also known to provide lubricant, especially for women who are experiencing a little bit of vaginal dryness when they're getting intimate with their partner and they need that extra little boost of lubrication in the vagina, you know, for pleasure, but also to improve the higher chances of pregnancy. And so the product that I am referring to is known as Pre-Seed Fertility. It's a friendly personal lubricant that actually helps during sexual intercourse for pleasure for, you know, obviously the woman and man. But it also is a friendly product that actually allows the sperm to swim up a little bit, maybe faster to reach the egg. Now, the creator behind Preseed actually created this product because she was realizing that a lot of couples were using lubricants that were damaging the sperm. And so it wasn't helpful for optimum fertility. And so Preseed came out to be able to help couples who are trying to conceive. And obviously, you can buy it anywhere like a Target, Walgreens, even online, Amazon. And you can buy either in a packet or several, depending on your needs and just always remember when you're purchasing your product don't let it sit on top of your counter or put it away behind the cabinets for months and months and months because before you know it the expiration date kind of catches up to you so you obviously want to purchase a product for intention for use and making sure that you use the product when you are wanting to conceive so it's also really important to know your window of time frame when it comes to ovulation and then applying the the lube to be able to make sure that you have that optimum wonderful sex life with your partner and better chance to possibly conceive and so i wanted to recommend the product just in case if you were curious that you weren't maybe performing as much as you want to behind the sheets have a lubricant nearby especially one that's going to actually help the sperm um, get to that ovulated egg so that way you kind of just have that slider higher increase for a possible potential pregnancy and so other factors that you also need to do is lifestyle eating and exercising and everything else but i'm not going to get too detailed into that if you were wanting to check out the product i will make sure to actually link the website to precede or sources where you can actually buy the product and see if it's something of interest. And just like any other over-the-counter, if you want to talk about it with your medical provider, feel free to do so. Ask questions to see if it's convenient for your health and your sexual life. Okay, ladies, we're going to get started with this week's episode. So it's going to be about fertility. Are you ready? Let's go. All right, so fertility, what does it mean when we think about the word fertility? For most of us, when we think about fertility, we often think, I'm not trying to get pregnant yet because I have X, Y, and Z goals to get to before I want to start a family. But often, a lot of times, fertility gets mistaken. It's also about your menstruation health and your overall women's health. But for this particular episode, we're going to focus on fertility and trying to conceive. Now, some women are very lucky to be able to conceive right away, meaning they have no trouble conceiving, they get pregnant right away, they're able to carry the pregnancy nine months and have a beautiful baby after the nine months. 
But for other women, there is the chances of miscarriages and pregnancy loss and losing the fetus before even getting to their three-month mark, as well as four months. And sometimes even women experience pregnancy loss anywhere between six and eight months, which is really hard. So I started thinking about topics to share for the new season and I wanted to start off with fertility because I'm actually going through that journey personally myself and so most of you know or don't know I actually had two miscarriages and all of last year my husband and I were trying to conceive and so it did not happen and although we tried different you know remedies at home to really make the best optimum you know body and counting ovulation and hitting the sack when we could and calculating and sometimes sex was really good and sometimes sex was just work especially when we know we have to hit a window in the ovulation phase to hit the mark you know and so i remember telling my husband let's be stress-free let's not go into marking and timing it and everything because I actually had to take a break from that. I was stressing my body too much and I said, I don't want to stress about this. Gone willingly, if everything lands right, hopefully we'll be blessed with another pregnancy. And so a whole year went by and we got to December and still no positive pregnancy. As a matter of fact, I had a false positive pregnancy test, which really hurt my feelings. I got very emotional knowing that it wasn't a positive pregnancy test um, after confirming at the medical provider's office. And so I wanted to talk about what are some things that we can do prior if we are wanting to prepare our bodies for a future potential pregnancy. You're going to hear my clock ringing there. I think it's a good sign for this topic. And so um, the reason why I'm going to bring this up is because towards the end of December, I actually had to have an inner dialogue with myself and actually think about seeing a fertility specialist. For women who are having trouble conceiving, this is one of the alternatives that we must consider and we have to be prepared to have that dialogue with ourselves, with our partners, and then making the first step to make the appointment with a specialist. That was kind of like a hard moment for me because then I was realizing I wasn't going to be able to do this on my own and I needed to have some type of assistance along the way and recommendations um, to see a provider to see where I'm at with my fertility health. And so I'm having this conversation with you right now in regards to what you can do prior to prepare your body because I don't want you to wait after the fact of if you lose a pregnancy because I went through that and I kind of wish now more than ever I would have checked my labs sooner to kind of know if my body was in the right state and frame to be able to carry a baby. And so... I'm going to address the type of labs that you should actually check or request with your medical provider to see where your blood cell counts at, your triglycerides, your cholesterol, your insulin, your hormone panel, and all the good stuff that you need to be checking to see if how your body is doing and, and producing um, with just simple blood work. And so... When I made my appointment, we went in together. There was no doubt in mind that my husband was going to accompany me. He was there for me 100%. And so as we actually made the appointment, we had discussed my medical history, um, my weight, um, my lifestyle, if I had any pregnancies, any children, and 
even till this day asking the question do you have any children I still get triggered by that and I've learned to cope with that question because before it used to strike a nerve and then I would cry you know and I don't hold back my tears anymore but I remember when I went to the office I really did feel tense but my husband reassured me that everything was going to be good and so after getting my blood pressure checked and my vital signs uh, I remember walking back with the MA she said you're gonna wait here for the provider and as I was getting walked back um, my husband stood up and then the provider came in the hallway and she said do you want your husband in the room and I looked at her then I looked at him and I said yes and because we're in this together I can't have this conversation with the provider all alone I need my husband to listen in on what this screening assessment is going to be about and also include him if he has any questions or concerns in regards to the medical visit and so as soon as we both entered the room and sat down the provider greeted us and everything and then she started going over some recommendations now before all this she had recommended over the phone when i had called to set up an appointment to let the staff know that i needed to get labs done specific labs and so she said that she can write a recommendation for a laboratory and I will have to pay out of pocket or she can write a recommendation to my medical provider and get it done through my insurance. And of course, I went through my insurance because I didn't want to have to pay out of pocket. So the labs that I had to get done had to be done on cycle 21, 22 or 23 during that time frame because she wanted to see specific hormone levels during that time frame to know how our consultation was going to go as far as screening questions. So a couple of the labs that I did complete was a CBC panel, a chemistry panel, a thyroid panel, lipids, triglycerides, cholesterol, along with the hormonal panel that is going to measure your estrogen, your progesterone, and your adrogen and your ACG quantitative and so we needed all these labs along with TS4 and luteinizing hormone follicle stimulating hormone and as well as testosterone levels like all of it basically so you wanted to see how my body was performing and if I was in the right state to be able to have a pregnancy and so after I completed the labs that's when fast forward we go to the provider's office so as we're sitting there she pulls up my file and goes down and verifies my name you know date of birth where you live blah 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 basic demographics and then she goes okay now we're going to get into the screen questions and some of these questions are going to be pretty personal so if you feel like you need to pause and take a moment i'm okay with that and then i said okay and so one of the first questions was you know do you have any children and that question till this day still gets to me. And I remember I tensed up, I squeezed my hands together, and I took a deep breath and I said, no, you know, I can notice my voice shaking just a tad bit. Took a deep breath and I said, it's gonna be okay. And as the questions continued to be asked, they were pretty intimate, you guys. I've never really had a very intimate inner dialogue with a provider like this ever before in my life. And I wish I would have had it sooner, before even thinking about getting pregnant and this is why i'm sharing this with you now because i want you to start thinking about those questions and possible labs way before you actually start planning trying to conceive and some of the questions were how do you sleep how often do you work how do you eat how's your sex life 
How is your orgasms? How does your vagina area feel? Does it feel fluid, moist, or dry? Uh, how does it feel when you are having sex? Do you feel stimulated? There was all these questions being asked and I remember my husband got a little shy. He even looked at me and he even asked at some point, do I need to step out so you guys can have this conversation in private? And I remember saying no because you need to actually listen to this because I need you to understand that my body is not the same reacting to sex stimulation after the miscarriages you see i still enjoy sex but my body was still tensing up in some moments and my husband will notice and i will notice too that's just real talk ladies there's no beating around the bush behind it things get tense especially after a pregnancy loss and there were good days where we were hitting those notes and we're like ah yes we were both getting off on that high note and there were other moments where like ah you know what happened you know we were we were almost there we were almost at home run you know and so i know a lot of you guys can relate even if you're not trying to conceive these are transitions in our bodies that do take place and so i remember the doctor kept asking the questions and then she went into my lifestyle how do i eat um how often do i eat vegetables and fruits how often do I drink water? Do I drink coffee? Um, she also went into my skin health, like with my face. Uh, am I oily? Am I dry? Do I break out? Um, as well as my hair health, which is, you know, your hair on your head. Um, you know, is it oily? Is it dry? Are you losing a lot of hair? Um, how are your stress levels? Do you concentrate? Do you stay focused? Do you tend to get withdrawn? And as I was answering these questions, I was very aware that I've always had this issue where I do get withdrawn and I get tunnel vision or tunnel hearing. And I don't mean to do it like unapologetically. I just get so tunneled in that sometimes even people tell me, like, weren't you listening to me or didn't you see me? And I'm like, no, I'm so sorry. It's it's one of those things that I have to work on. And even my husband said, yeah, she has an issue with that. And I'm like, hmm. I wonder why is it that I get tunnel vision or I get withdrawn and so I have to explore that side and I'm even thinking about seeing a psychotherapist to be able to address some parts of my trauma within my life in my journey because I didn't always have the best upbringing so I'll tap in that topic into another podcast episode and so as we were answering these questions she was pretty much jotting down the information and then she pulled up my profile with my labs and she goes okay i really like what i'm seeing here you're you're very healthy she even said she didn't see anything wrong in some sections like my lipids were good my white blood cell counts red blood, red blood cell counts were good um but then we got into the hormonal panel and the insulin panel and she said hmm there's a couple of concerns here first off you are pre-borderline diabetic and then i was like what the f- what like i don't understand she goes you're not yet diabetic but you're close enough that if you continue with whatever you were eating as far as patterns you can actually get there um so i really need you to focus on nutrition and so she really made me reevaluate the way i was eating now mind you not yes this is saludable latina women's health and wellness but let's keep it real i eat healthy but there were also cheat days especially after my miscarriages um there was just days i didn't want to cook so there were days i will kind of often just grab a meal outside and i started to realize 
gosh, that got me right here as soon as she said you're pre-borderline diabetic. And for those of you who don't know, pre-borderline diabetic actually affects your fertility, even diabetes getting into the diagnosis. It affects your fertility health. So we must be able to do preventative measures with our nutrition to have optimum health. And so then I had to reevaluate my nutritional intake and I did after that visit. The other couple things she identified is that I was estrogen dominant. Gosh, no wonder acne still exists in my face. I I was like, I knew it, you know, because I, I have breakouts still to this day. And I was like, this should have been over like in high school and I shouldn't have no longer have to break out. The third factor is that my progesterone levels were very low. And one of the signs of why often women have miscarriages and pregnancy loss because when we are not producing enough progesterone in our bodies, we are not making enough space in the uterus and the egg to have a vital environment for a full potential pregnancy. Of course, other reasons for miscarriages can be several environmental factors as well as internal. We know that it could be chromosomal. We know it can be lifestyle. We know that it can be your environment, stress, and et cetera, et cetera. And so after my evaluation with my labs, I really had to reevaluate. Like, gosh, if I would have known this sooner, would I have prevented going through a miscarriage? And the answer is no sometimes, ladies, because I honestly never picture myself having to have experienced what I have gone through. I didn't expect it. No one expects it. And no one prepares us for it. And that's why I'm creating the dialogue to create awareness. So if you're on the path, there are steps that you can do beforehand to prepare yourself to know where your hormonal levels are at. How are you eating? Are you exercising? Are you sleeping enough? Those are preventative measures that we can take. The unpreventative measures are sometimes how our body is transitioning and making changes on its own. Those are some transitions that we can control. But there are some things that we can do to kind of help balance the body. And so as soon as she had this, you know, discussion with us, she had made some recommendations. And I was listening to her and I was listening to her. And at some point, I remember I got so a little tense that I started to cry. And then she said, it's okay. Let it go. And I did. And it wasn't an angry cry. It was a very harmonious cry. And she goes, I understand, Lilia. I understand your pain. I've been through your pain. I've had a miscarriage too. And I want to help you create the best optimum health in your womb, in your pelvic area, in your uterus to possibly achieve a pregnancy. And as she was saying those words, I remember looking at her eyes and at her nose and her lips and her eyebrows. And then all of a sudden, I, I got distracted and I looked past her shoulder and I see these crystals over her counter and i asked her do you utilize crystals for your health and she said absolutely i utilize crystals for optimum health to help with meditation and prayer and harmonize the body when i'm feeling stressed and when she said those words i felt like i was home i felt like she was going to be the provider because she wasn't the only one asking the questions i also was asking her questions. I also was interviewing her, even though I was feeling some type of emotions inside, I wanted to make sure she was gonna be a suitable provider for my needs in this fertility journey. 
And when she answered those questions about the crystals, I just knew she was going to be the provider. And after that, we started talking about a plan of care. And so she said, this is what I'm going to recommend for you. I'm going to recommend some HCG shots. You'll take them every morning. Um, it's about a low, a low milligram dose. And you're going to place the needle right by your belly, but inside in the near the pelvic area. And you're going to take one shot every morning. This is going to help actually control you. This is actually going to help prevent you from getting to diabetes stage. But this is also going to help reach optimum possible pregnancy potential. The other two things I'm going to recommend is progesterone pill and progesterone cream. Now the pill you're going to take once a day every night before bedtime. And then the cream you're going to only use after your menstruation and on the 20th day during that window of time frame. And you apply it on the inner thigh. Those two regimens alone should be able to increase producing your progesterone levels up, especially because you're estrogen dominant. And so other things I also want you to take is vitamin D, a prenatal vitamin, a fish oil, and extra folic acid. Lilia, I need you to take this regimen, but I also need you to do me a favor. Are you here with me? And so I know you've been through a hard process with pregnancy, but I need you to continue doing what you were doing when you had explained to me about your experience and learning how to meditate and cope through your emotions and your feelings and your grievance, I need you to create the optimum space so you can manifest the pregnancy that you want in your life. We're going to do everything possible to create the space for you. And I know you can achieve it. I believe you can. I believe so too. And so that was a conversation that we left off with. She walked over her desk and gave me a big hug. And I cried. And I said, thank you for being patient and listening. And she said, that's what I'm here for. And so those words alone that were exchanged through us, but also my husband had a conversation with her. You see, this dialogue wasn't just between myself and the provider. My husband was also asking questions because she knows that even partners that go through losses also experience a type of grievance, but also physical symptoms. So she also checked in with my husband, which was really important for me to see that relationship take place. And so after our visit and having our conversation, we both walked out of there feeling optimistic. And I told my husband, we have a full year to have lots of sex. <laughs> and I don't want to make it like we have to work for it. I just want to make it flow. I want to make it feel natural. I don't want to feel stressed. Obviously, I do need to buy the ovulation strips to know the timing of my ovulation because at some point in my life, during the miscarriages and after, I kind of lost track how to read my body, my menstruation after that. The flow was thrown off and I had to relearn my body and my symptoms and my moods and my, my menstruation and all that. And so my husband just agreed. He said, we're just going to do our best. Let's really try to hit that home run with at least one. So that's what we're waiting for. To be blessed with at least one because we have two in the heavens in the transitions with our spirits and our ancestors and with our family members and so i want to be able to at least be blessed with one baby to know that this child this baby 
that is not yet even in the belly, I know that it will become one with my womb and eventually one in the physical world. And so I encourage you, if you're on this journey or have gone through a miscarriage or pregnancy loss, I understand you're not alone in this process. And that's why it's important to have these dialogues because sometimes we just need to hear it from another person's perspective. And so I hope this helps you in some way or another. And if you are on your fertility journey, I urge you to take primary prevention. Take care of your lifestyle. Ask questions. Talk to your provider if you want to check your hormonal panel. Follow up with an OBGYN if you want to prepare yourself. Even follow up with the fertility doula to get to know your body, to prepare your body. And so I just wish that I had known this prior because in reality, prevention really does take an impact and makes a really positive change on your health and overall well-being. And so I want you to know this, that I appreciate all of you each and every day when you listen to the episode because all we're doing here is supporting one another and creating awareness and a dialogue. And so I hope it helps in some way and get inspired and empowered and supported in many other ways. All right, ladies, until the next one, thank you for listening.